Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Injective Hackathon Panel, the New Age of Cosmos. Let's take a listen. Before really starting, uh, you know, a lot of these great uh, protocols that, that, that all these different teams are working on, would love to hear kind of the, the more broad kind of Cosmos story and, and how long you've been within the community. So, Eric, I think it'd probably be great to, to kick off to you first. Yeah, hey guys, how's uh, how's everything going? This is Eric Chen, co-founder and CEO of uh, Injective Labs. So um, Injective Labs is a core contributor to Injective, the blockchain ecosystem. And Injective is a blockchain built for finance. It's a highly interoperable and performant blockchain um, that supports uh, a lot of uh, very innovative uh, DeFi primitives uh, for you know DeFi developers to build uh, highly innovative uh, applications. And some of those, you know, out of uh, out of the box uh, plug and play Web three modules include, you know, the Oracle primitive, the derivatives primitive, uh, the Oracle primitives, etc. Awesome, awesome. From there, I guess we can kick over to Zaki and and and, and yep. Hey, uh, I'm Zaki. I have been building on Cosmos and building Cosmos since 2014. Uh, co-founder of Sommelier, DeFi strategy platform. Uh, we make uh, we make strategies that use uh, we we just launched really on uh, ETH, which is a liquid staking uh, sort of a strategy that maximizes your yield on ETH. It's the best way to be on ETH. Uh, uses a combination of Cosmos stack running on Ethereum, um, and uh, you know I've uh, been around and helping for a very long time. And super excited about everything that Injective is doing. Awesome. Awesome. And we can kick it over to, to Helena as well here. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Cooper. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, also, uh, it's, it's actually Yelena, uh, but no, no, no worries. My apologies. I, I knew okay. I was butchering it off the start. It's okay. Off to a trouble start. A lot of people uh, get my name wrong. Uh, anyways. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Yelena. Uh, so I am co-founder, uh, CEO of Noble. Um, Noble is a uh, is bringing native USDC to Cosmos. We're also looking to bring in another other native assets uh, to Cosmos. Uh, Noble is an app chain. We are not a bridge. We leverage the properties of IBC and are very much um, long the IBC and app chain thesis. Um, my background uh, is in various uh, with various projects, crypto projects, including Cosmos, of course, Definity, Celo. Um, and others where I've uh, worked on things around go-to-market, product development, BD, uh, product marketing, et cetera. Uh, very happy to be here. Big fan of Injective. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the, the great round of inter- introductions there. And I think kind of the, the first question to kick off to you know the three panelists here would be kind of Cosmos is getting a, t- a ton of new traction um, in the past you know at least couple months. 
um, across kind of the and a, and a lot more adoption across the entire Web three industry and space. Um, kind of, you know, how did you initially find, you know, the the Cosmos ecosystem and and the value of IBC in facilitating these types of cross chain DeFi applications? Um, and would love to hear your perspective on how the buzz has kind of grown over the past couple months. And kind of, we'll leave that to kind of an open form discussion uh, amongst our panelists here. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kick things off. You know, I found, uh, well, first of all, I've, I've been following kind of the Cosmos project even before the hub launched back in 2019. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of uh, kind of novelty uh, to, uh, in terms of what the original Cosmos white paper kind of suggested around, you know, sovereignty, this idea of internet blockchains, this idea of sovereign app chains, obviously, proof stake was, um, you know, a, a big part of kind of the Cosmos vision. And, and, you know, I came from the world of uh, kind of more, of, you know, monolithic blockchains, you know, one blockchain to rule them all. Um, you know, I mentioned I was working for Definity. Um, you know, I think pretty early on, I kind of realized that this like, vision that like the kind of you know internet computer was kind of like advancing of like you know hosting all of the world's like software and data on this like one kind of monolithic chain like i kind of realized that to kind of not be you know aligned with i think what the point of kind of blockchains are and so i guess i kind of returned back to kind of my interests uh that originally got me motivated to kind of be in crypto uh which were around again like sovereignty um, you know, kind of, uh, and, 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 and that kind of like, I guess, led me to call, like kind of back to kind of, or at least I, I kind of revisited Cosmos from the perspective of being disillusioned with like other kind of monolithic visions. Um, so, uh, that's kind of, I guess, like, you know, it's the trough of disillusionment, I guess. And I kind of came out of it by like getting back into, you know, by, by kind of being all in on, on the Cosmos vision. Nice. Nice. I can take a shot. Um, I guess I've been at Cosmo, I've been involved in Cosmos from the beginning. So, you know, I didn't really discover it so much as like co-created, uh, the Cosmos vision. I think the motivation at the time was that like improve, like consensus protocols were not, were commodities, um, that like you basically just had to get it right once. Um, and that like really the outcome would then be that there would be many chains um, and really that the trade networks between those chains would be really important. So that was the motivation. I think it's been um, it's, you know, there, I, there are kind of various eras of Cosmos, right? So there was like that uh, pre-launch testnet era of Cosmos that really, uh, you know, helps create a lot of like what the validator infrastructure looks like. Uh, there was the 2019 era, which was sort of characterized by uh, BNB chain and uh, Atom uh, launching and, you know, sort of, uh, you know, the, the speculative energy around that and sort of proof of stake sort of starting to take off, um, you know, and then there was the like sort of long slog to IBC. Um, then there was Terra coming Osmosis launching and then Terra launching on IBC. Uh, then there was the Terra collapse. And I think we're now sort of maybe, let's say, like the fourth or fifth age of Cosmos, um, which is characterized, I think, by, you know, probably one of the most sort of like the, one of the most trusted DeFi ecosystems outside of the EVM ecosystem, right? Uh, still, the vast and overwhelming majority of DeFi activity and blockchain activity uh, is on Ethereum and other EVM. Uh, but if you look kind of look beyond that, you see like, 
a lot, uh, an ever increasing amount of counterparties, custodians, other economic actors who feel comfortable interacting with Cosmos and thinks it's something that's worth investing in. Um, and this is really sort of uh, leading to both some very ambitious L1 experiments, some very ambitious experiments in DeFi, some various experiments with some different security models. And I think the ultimate sort of reason why Cosmos continues to be relevant after all of these years is we really built the system with flexibility in mind rather than essentially token value control in mind. Um, and that has made the software very useful for running lots of different experiments, uh, building all kinds of different things, far more than like I could have imagined, uh, you know, 10 years ago when we started working on all of this. Uh, it's just amazing to me, the variety and the talent and all of the different pieces, like things like Rollkit uh, from Celestia, uh, things like, uh, you know, what the, the way that, you know, the Cosmos SDK is powering multiple interoperability protocols in addition to IBC, like, wormhole and axelor like all of these different pieces you know the ability to customize the consensus to both enable like sort of on-chain order books like what injective is doing and in-memory order books like what dydx is doing like i just think you know the level of flexibility that we build seems to have been the most important uh thing to making the software relevant over the world yeah and i think just from a personal level um I, I, I believe that, you know, generally there's not a lot of reasons for the uh, proliferation of uh, monolithic layers and, you know, uh, a, a generalized uh, blockchain environment. Um, I, I think, you know, there could be a somewhat uh, semi-specialized uh, kind of blockchain environment, but at the end of the day, um, um, you're not going to see a lot of uh, generalized uh, monolithic blockchains uh, you know, uh, retaining uh, a critical mass and adoption uh, over a long run. And so this kind of uh, begs the question of where is the next evolution of- What do you want to do? Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, like like this kind of sponsor- I'm done to sit with you. Blockchains, which basically allows for much more specialized, uh, much more competitive uh, offering and uh, much more yeah, yeah, that sounds fucking like amazing. Like a, um, targeted approach for developer adoption, which kind of spawned like the current positioning of awesome, awesome stuff there, Eric. Um, and 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 kind of with all those great responses, would love to kind of jump into more specifically, kind of you know the the, the cross chain opportunities, and specifically as they apply to kind of the injective hackathon. Um, and, and with that, kind of the interchain functionality opens up gateways for all different types of different networks with the Cosmos SDK to connect and communicate. And I think it's very interesting to discuss kind of what measures have been taken and, and are being taken in the interchain security world um, and within the Cosmos ecosystem. And how do these measures, you know, really uniquely address the challenges of cross-chain chain communication and also security? Uh, you know, we, we see bridge risk and, and all these different types of risks, but how has kind of Cosmos and, and IBC more generally just been so effective? Um, would love to hear kind of, you know, the thoughts and, and, and you know, from, from all of our panelists here. Um, and, you know, anybody feel free to, to jump in and take a crack there first. Yeah, I mean, like from my perspective, um, we are all kind of converging a couple of key standards, one of them being IBC. Like, I feel like a broken <laughs> record sometimes, but realistically, the inner blockchain communication protocol is the most, uh, you know, kind of generalizable kind of 
you know, reliable kind of way to do interchain communication between, you know, these like sovereign kind of like app chains, right? And like there's, it's so flexible, you can like build different types of standards on top of, you know, IBC, obviously token transfers are the main standard uh, with uh, ICS 20, but we're seeing things like interchain queries and interchain accounts and just, you know, it's a really, cre- it's a really uh, amazing protocol just to be creative with, I guess, is like the kind of uh, idea. And so like IBC as like the standard that can like unleash a lot of like creativity when it comes to um, you know, kind of building, uh, you know, applications, uh, you know, that people like, 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 like that are like delightful and pleasant to use uh, from an end user's perspective is obviously, um, you know, I think a major catalyst for why maybe Cosmos is like seeing a bit of a resurgence lately. Um, and I don't even think this is necessarily anything to do with price. Um, also, I think this is like, just like, basic, like, activity and like seeing all the like, you know, volume of transactions or, or volume of kind of, um, you know, you can model it in different ways, but just seeing that general activity uh, of people swapping, uh, people LPing, you know, p- people using like, uh, you know, um, different kind of products. It, it's just really inspiring. So, yeah. So I think the the biggest thing that Cosmos really prioritized was having a permissionless bridging experience and that what what i mean by permissionless is when you spin up a cosmos chain you know getting listed on injective osmosis getting you know atoms and stable coins flowing into your protocol is generally not a big business development task maybe it's like you know a get a pull request maybe a couple of rounds of communication you know yelena just you know did this whole uh, sort of crazy thing with the the friendship bracelets and and the friends token and you think about you know in other ecosystems what you would have to do you know it's just like a lot more work like it would have taken like you know a team of like five people to like build redemption flows and interrupt and you know airdrop on multiple dexes and stuff like that and we did it with like you know it's sort of almost almost all volunteer labor uh to do that uh this permissionlessness, this ability to run experiments, this ability to do interesting things um, without having to do a lot of business development, without having to do a lot of sales, without having to raise a ton of money uh, to get all these things done have been like the core enabling factors of Cosmos. Uh, and it's always been the core value of like, how we built the system. And I think that's, that's why the Cosmos vision of Interop, I think, has, has you know, expanded and thrived and become such an important part of the overall interoperability story uh, because, you know, that friction of having to do a lot of work to like onboard a bridging protocol and stuff like that is a huge barrier to the number of experiments that you can run. Yeah, I think in, on another hand, um, building like a new blockchain, building like a new ecosystem and for a developer joining any type of new ecosystem, um, it, it always has a few like very key fundamental like infrastructural uh, protocols or applications uh, to make like a, a, you know, permissionless decentralized ecosystem viable. And IBC kind of, uh, and along with all the uh, other, you know, features that comes with uh, IBC, such as uh, ICS, uh, you know, interchain account, et cetera, all kind of resolves uh, uh, these sort of issue where um, developers joining, you know, a new like uh, Cosmos zone or, you know, uh, a completely new Cosmos zone can 
basically get uh, get off the ground and you know onboard users right away uh, by leveraging you know uh, kind of the key tools and uh, key primitives on you know other other blockchains uh, that's part of the IBC ecosystem uh, to be able to you know tightly connect and also just uh, uh, just synergize with each other. And this has come at uh, you know this is all coming at no cost to the user itself, uh, where you know the the the, the cross chain infrastructure fundamentally is just uh, so seamless and so um, uh, kind of like tightly connected, where the composability aspect becomes you know very much uh, abstracted away and resolved on the user end. Yeah, yeah, no, no, great points, great points across the board there. Um, thanks to all all our panelists. Uh, for those answers and kind of jumping into more specifically, we've seen a lot of exciting developments within the Cosmos ecosystem recently, um, you know, post Adam 2.0, the new release of the Cosmos SDK, Twilight, right? Um, and, and, you know, I guess maybe just to start here, uh, could our panelists kind of describe and give a quick overview, like, you know, what Adam 2.0 is? Um, you know, m- maybe that's a great starting point for our audience today who who may not, you know, know a lot of the fundamentals on, you know, some of the the core te- technological advance uh, advances that are going on and in, in, on the protocol side of things. Um, I guess I was most involved with the Atom 2.0 effort, so I'm probably the right person to talk. What I would say is, um, you know, the most valuable asset in the IBC ecosystem is uh, is Atom. Atom is the uh, is the most widely traded, most liquid. Uh, asset in the in the IBC ecosystem, but it's also always lacked a bit of a purpose um, because the thesis of Cosmos is app chains, but Atom is not an app chain. Like, what is the application of Atom? And so, we uh, what the goal of Atom two point zero? It combined a lot of things. It combined tokenomics changes and a variety of things. But it it basically envisioned a couple of things. One is this idea of an atom economic zone, the idea that there would be like sort of a, 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 a wider DeFi ecosystem that was using atoms, uh, and, and liquid staked atoms in particular for liquidity. Then it also envisioned this idea of, um, of sort of providing services as the app for atoms, um, of providing services as the sort of uh, like, sort of the allocator, which is, you know, helping finance and bootstrap projects in the Cosmos ecosystem, and the scheduler, which is uh, an MEV capture mechanism. So, you know, while Adam 2.0 did not pass as a signaling proposal, in many ways, like, there's continues to be ongoing community interest. Like, liquid staking continues to get more and more adoption in Cosmos. Uh, we seem to, we get, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of chains are uh, adopting MEV tooling from people like Skip, uh, and you know TimeWave has been out there starting to work on the X, uh, the allocator uh, potentially with projects other than Atom. But it, it it does seem like this vision, you know, finding a purpose of Atom is is starting to come together. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt there. I- Oh, uh, sorry. I just wanted to quickly, uh, yeah, just uh, touch on something. So I think um, I I tweeted this like a few months ago, like while we were kind of, uh, you know, uh, working on this Atom 2.0 vision before it it, it even went live. And um, I tweeted, you know, 
Adam is like the Bitcoin of Cosmos, like, like, you know, partially to be a little provocative, but partially because I think there's some truths to that. And I think what the truth is that I'll just kind of speak to right now is that a lot like Bitcoin, you know, Adam is this um, kind of symbol that is imbued with meaning, right? Like, and the kind of meaning of like what Adam represents in the, in the kind of inner chain ecosystem has like evolved drastically over over kind of the years. And, and Adam 2.0 was just a forcing function to like force people to think about, okay, what is the role of the Adam, right? Like we have all of these memes around like value cruel and kind of the purpose of Adam, like, you know, as it relates to kind of like other Cosmos app chains. And I think like at the end of the day, you know, you know, there's different types of kind of meanings that can be imbued uh, on top of Adam. And at the end of the day, uh, it's something that, um, you know, uh, we have kind of a lot more work to do to maybe make a little bit more sticky in the minds of like the public, because it's still this very kind of um, volatile kind of thing when it comes to like, what is like, it's purpose. And so anyways, Adam 2.0 was just an effort to to do that. As Zaki said, it was just a signaling proposal. And yes, it did not pass. But in many ways, it's being worked on even more so than when we had like worked on the original Adam 2.0 paper. So, you know, ultimately a, a, a great success. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Awesome stuff. Um, and, and kind of, you know, moving away from from, you know, that topic specifically and jumping into kind of a, a more DeFi specific conversation as it kind of applies to injective and you know this hackathon discussion are across the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Kind of what challenges are we facing with regards to decentralized finance applications? Um, you know, such as insufficient liquidity. Um, you know, when bridging trying to bridge new pairs, would love to kind of discuss kind of some of the biggest problems we're facing uh, for some of the developers that are participating in this hackathon to kind of give them some ideas you know, why, you know, the builders at, at, you know, who have been here for so long are still trying to kind of answer some of these, you know, very basic in some cases um, and, and find solutions to some of these basic, more basic problems. Um, Eric would love to start on, on that question if, if you're ready. Yeah, I, I think like there are still a lot of, you know, work to be done around uh, uh, D5 and there are a lot of, you know, missing infrastructure pieces uh, within, you know, like an injective ready to be explored and uh, developed by uh, um, uh, kind of passionate builders. I think one of the most interesting aspect is uh, kind of the leverage, like leveraging the on-chain order book primitive to um, work on kind of like automated, like on-chain strategies by all of these like dynamic order types and advanced position management. And on top of that, I would say that um, there's been a missing piece on the automated strategies um, you know, to be, you know, more widely adopted and also to be, you know, more like heavily explored, uh, especially, you know, on like a more scalable environment like uh, Injective and on a lot of L2 solutions where um, th there's just a lot more, you know, uh, data availability and computational uh, economics uh, uh, for it to make it viable. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And, and Yelena and Zaki would love to hear, you know, I know Yelena in, in terms of Noble would love to really, you know, for you to discuss maybe on a high level how kind of what Noble's doing is going to, you know, probably solve a lot of the liquidity issues, uh, specifically on, on the USDC front, um, from my understanding. But we'd love to kind of give our audience, um, you know, a general overview as well. Yeah, definitely. So the uh, main thing that Noble is looking to bring is to be this kind of landing spot for 
uh, you know, institutions, right, um, uh, large entities to sort of be able to uh, kind of reliably um, kind of uh, play in, in the Cosmos ecosystem, for lack of a better term. And so having native USDC, having uh, an on-ramp uh, from that perspective in Cosmos is extremely valuable. So uh, one kind of very specific thing to note is that uh, Noble will be supporting um, something called Circle Account. And so Circle Accounts is for our four institutions and, and kind of businesses and entities to be able to directly, um, you know, mint USDC uh, on chain uh, by depositing uh, fiat dollars. Um, and so this is just a very simple, straightforward, secure kind of um, also regulated way of being able to like, you know, um, mint USDC and, and, and sort of uh, have this like uh, kind of reliable kind of, uh, you know, flow of liquidity coming into this space. Um, and so there has definitely been a lack of institutional uh, activity in Cosmos ever since Terra fell, um, because there has has have not been these kinds of like partnerships and kind of uh, ways of kind of, um, you know, being, uh, you know, working within kind of the Cosmos ecosystem. And so that's something that we're, we want to uh, kind of help uh, with. But then, okay, you you know, you have this like these native assets coming into Cosmos, and then like, what do you do with them, right? And I think that's like from a developer perspective where it gets like really interesting. So, for example, you know, it'd be very interesting to consider uh, USDC as like a, uh, as a as a fee token on like various app chains, right? Like right now, um, for example, I when Canto launched, um, you know, I was trying to kind of. Uh, you know, I was trying to use Canto and I had to like bridge over Canto like uh, from Ethereum, but then I didn't have enough like, um, you know, Canto for like gas fees or, or something like this. And, and it was just like very complicated. And so again, like having like a reliable kind of asset to be like a fee token for gas, it, like on chain is like a really simple thing, um, you know, and so we obviously from like a DeFi kind of liquidity perspective, having um, one of the most significant um, sort of assets kind of be natively issued is like obviously very important. But then I think like, what do you do from there? Kind of applications can you build from there that maybe improve the developer experience or maybe just like enable like a whole new type of product to exist, whether that's like a payments app or, you know, a, a new a new stable coin with like native UCC as collateral. Like all of these things are just like become so much more possible and like realistic. And so you know, again, like, yes, liquidity is like a big part of this, but it's, it's also, um, what can you do with, uh, that, uh, that liquidity kind of beyond just DeFi. And I think we're going to like start to see that, uh, in the next couple of years, finally. So, you know, again, like this, is what Tara tried to do, um, unfortunately, you know, for many reasons that, that did not pan out. And so I think like, this is almost like a new era for Cosmos or, or at least let's hope so. Nice, nice. And, and Zaki would also love to kick it over to you and, you know, understand what you think is next within the so, Yep. I would say that, you know, a pattern that has held true for Cosmos DeFi has been, you know, very much like sort of initial product market fit, initial prototyping uh, happens typically on EVMs. Um, but if you can build something that takes advantage of these sort of unique capabilities you have in the Cosmos ecosystem, and then expands on an application category 
that has been successful in sort of the EDM world. And we're seeing a lot of experimentation on, let's say, Arbitrum. So expanding on a lot of that. Uh, and extending a lot of that in the uh, in the uh, uh, Cosmos ecosystem is just a huge opportunity. So, you know, great artists steal. Uh, and so would definitely encourage people to do that. <laughs> That is that that is that is the truth, right? Um, and, and great point there. So, you know, with that, to dive one one step deeper, there, kind of the, the Cosmos ecosystem leverages these cross-chain capabilities in in a lot of great ways, and to improve liquidity and foster deeper integrations um, across these different blockchains, such as Injective, such as Osmosis, um, you know, such as a lot of the great chains that exist out there. Would love to understand, you know, how all these things are leading to a greater kind of public good. Um, and more specifically, how these things aren't necessarily competitive amongst one each, uh, one one another, but more so kind of you know additive in terms of value um, relative to you know liquidity and 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 fostering deeper connection on the user experience side of things. Um, you know specifically, Eric would love to you know for you to kind of give any of the developers participating in the hackathon a, a more broad understanding of how not just building within the injective kind of ecosystem, but building and understanding more generally um, the value that could be provided across the entire kind of Cosmos ecosystem and, and some real world use cases of that. Yeah, I think every single piece of uh, you know uh, module and also every single piece of uh, primitive is all available for use uh, for composability and for kind of uh, um, uh, integration for the broader Cosmos ecosystem by IBC, and um, you know we we welcome anyone to uh, think of ways to kind of uh, uh, implement uh, cross stream mechanisms. Uh, so so basically leverage different types of uh, 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 primitives across you know the entire IBC ecosystem and marry them extremely well together. And uh, yeah, like 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 there was just so much possibility. I think the recent integration with the uh, uh, you know stride also will kind of lead a lot more kind of uh, uh, impact within the production environment as well yeah nice great point on stride there and and would love to understand you know yelena and zaki you, your guys thoughts on how a lot of these you know DeFi oriented chains that continue to pop up across kind of cosmos will be able to collaborate towards kind of one greater good um and some kind of you know more broad use cases and and, and how you see that playing out here in in the future yeah. Um, well, I mean, I kind of like alluded a little bit to kind of um, what like native kind of assets kind of coming to Cosmos will, will enable. I think like at the end of the day, um, there's just a lot of um, like friction uh, with like, you know, crossing communication. And I mean, I, again, I feel like I sound like a broken record, but if we can like converge on some sort of standard, um, you know, like IBC, where, you know, there's uh, relatively uh inexpensive right like i mean cost is like a huge thing um i think like zach alluded to this like evm is like the evm is like a great place to prototype but like to scale an application sometimes you know requires a lot of like resources and like you know uh, which includes um just literal like like you know kind of um funding and, and things like this and, and i think like in cosmos it's, it feels like a little bit more accessible from like a developer perspective in terms of like like cost and just like being able to like leverage a lot of these like primitives so yeah um i, I you know i i guess like i just kind of maintain that um it's just like a very um straightforward kind of place to build and obviously the cosmos sdk is like a big part of that like the fact that you have like these like very developed like 
kind of modules, um, you know, um, is it like just allows for like this explosion, I think, of like building um, and, and kind of creativity. I will say that, you know, in general, like copy pasta, copying with variations are like an important part of like ecosystem development. So, you know, one thing that I think the sort of expansion of Cosmos is giving you devs is a lot of different examples in Cosmos SDK modules, IDC middleware, Cosmosm. Like there's just more and more code to draw inspiration from. And that's a big part of, I think, I think at this phase, that's like one of the most important pieces of like how this like whole ecosystem just, you know, becomes much larger uh, is, is having resources to draw upon. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and with that, we'd love to kind of jump into something that we've discussed recently a lot at Injective with our community, um, but also how it kind of, you know, results, you know, the results more broadly for the entire Cosmos ecosystem. And that's these liquid staking projects such as Stride. Um, obviously, there's several other great examples within the ecosystem um, that are doing some really cool things. But for, you know, for example, Stride, there's been a ton of growth within the Injective ecosystem kind of what are the advantages and potential challenges like associated with liquid staking within the Cosmos ecosystem? And from your guys' perspective, how will it affect the overall security and stability of the network uh, overall? I can just jump in here. So for like the last year, more than a year, I've been working on this thing called, the, the, like it's collectively called the liquid staking module. Uh, there are changes to the uh, stake, like the staking, slashing, and distribution module to make it both easier for users to onboard liquid stakes to liquid stake uh, tokens. It doesn't pick a particular protocol, so the liquid staking module is just as compatible with uh, Stride as Quicksilver as Persistence. Like they all can use it. Um, we're we're putting up a governance proposal this week, um, proposing to to add it to a future hub upgrade. Um, and I think, in general, I think liquid like the the idea of Cosmos is that instead of sort of fighting liquid staking and and forcing it out of the protocol, it's actually to incorporate it more deeply in the protocol and make it so that like governance and the protocol can like directly reason about how much risk it's taking, how to adopt liquid staking, both making it easier by putting in limits. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing more Cosmos Chains potentially explore adopting uh, the liquid staking module as they continue to you know, it, as interface with these uh, liquid staking protocols. Awesome stuff. Eric, any thoughts on kind of, you know, liquid staking protocols across the Cosmos ecosystem? Yeah, I think with a liquid staking protocol like Stride, et cetera, it's just going to strengthen like the economic security of uh, any type of first like blockchain uh, within Cosmos ecosystem because it encourages you know more and more. Uh, it, first of all, alleviates the liquidity concern around you know uh, staking mecha uh, mechanisms for you know smaller users. But more importantly, it makes the overall staking process and management of staking much easier. So it's definitely a very uh, key infrastructure tool. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And, and, and Yelena, kicking into kind of a, another question that I think was briefly touched on just before this, but, you know, have down here and definitely want our developers to kind of be aware of is that, you know, the kind of promise of, of Noble and USDC, um, you know, coming natively really into Cosmos for the first time, as you touched on previously with the power of a circle account and all the great work you've been doing, um, would love to understand, you know, how specifically that is going to work on a mechanism side of things. Um, currently, for example, you know, within the injective network, we have several different forms of, 
you know, USDC or whether that be bridged in via, you know, whichever bridge that may be. And would love to understand, you know, in terms of liquidity and in terms of all these types of things, how Noble will solve a lot of these problems um, with, with the proposed, you know, USDC solution. Yeah, totally. I mean, listen, for users like retail, for uh, DGENs, for developers, I mean, the current kind of bridged uh, situation is just overall, um, you know, not ideal to say the least. Um, you know, I tweeted about this like a few months ago, but sometimes I feel like I'm going to get carpal tunnel syndrome using my ledger to like bridge over assets. You have to do like, like so many clicks, you know, it's like not, not ideal. Um, so first of all, uh, there is this idea with Noble that, um, because we have this like canonical kind of landing spot for the native asset, um, you know, really all you need to do to maintain fungibility of the asset is just route through Noble. So like right now, um, because there is no canonical version, there's many different like representations of the asset, right? Like different bridges that kind of, um, facilitate the, um, you know, porting over of that asset from like other ecosystems. But then even when you have those different bridged, bridged versions, like different bridges um, kind of being involved, uh, you also you still have different representations of that asset. So, for example, like with like Axlar USDC, um, there's something like, you know, 113 versions of Axlar USDC across various IBC channels, because pretty much um, for that kind of bridged asset to be the canonical kind of version of that eventually like, at one point originated from Axlar, you kind of have to go back through Axlar and have a situation where that IBC path is like unwound. So this is like mostly like an IBC like, you know, thing. And so with Noble, we want to kind of, um, you know, solve for that fungibility challenge um, by having like the uh, IBC protocol itself have a routing mechanism for that uh, asset to whenever you want to like, let's say, do a token transfer from like osmosis to another desks, it um, routes through Noble so that there's, it's always like one hop away from the origination chain. Um, and so that's just like one example of like how hopefully, and by the way, that, that is being built by the Strangelove team. It's called the uh, Packet Forward Middleware in IBC within the IBC protocol. Um, and so other pro protocols will also be adopting this middleware because it's not just, uh, you know, a Noble thing. It's like a IBC wide thing where you know you don't want a situation where the ibc path becomes like this like super long string of like you know uh of, of kind of um where that asset kind of originated from and eventually ended up on and so yeah i mean that's just like one example um of maybe like a ux challenge not just for users but also developers um Nice, nice. No, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. I just wanted to make sure it's such an important development within our ecosystem. Um, and we'll save, you know, our developers and kind of the user experience on so many levels and make it so much more seamless. And kind of going off that, you know, kind of dump, jumping into our last topic here to kind of leave a lot of the, the Injective Hackathon participants with is, you know, how do you envision the future of the Cosmos ecosystem playing out? What are some of the most important advancements given, you know, the leadership that we have here within the Cosmos ecosystem? And with that, like, what type of inspiring cutting edge dApps, you know, w w would you be kind of inspiring a lot of the, the, the new developers entering kind of this injective hackathon um, to build? I'll go first. Um, you know, anything that connects 
like the real world to the on-chain world is like something that inspires me. I think DeFi is really cool. I enjoy, you know, uh, playing around with like different sorts of primitives and like, you know, just generally, you know, whatever's like from like a activity perspective, it's exciting, right? But like, I think like DeFi is in some sense like a self-contained ecosystem because I mean, there are off ramps, right? Like you can like legitimately, you know, play around with DeFi and like off ramp into like real world money. But like for, you know, it's still, it is what, you know, very much still self-contained uh, kind of ecosystem of, of like, you know, uh, like there's not a lot of like external kind of real world activity that kind of facilitates like DeFi growth, right? Like there's like, for, for, for the most part, there are like are no real kind of merchants like in the world, like with some store selling some good or service like connected to DeFi, right? Like that doesn't really exist. I think like, you know, stable coins um, are like uh, maybe the only exception to this, to the rule because stable coins are backed by dollars and dollars are representation of GDP growth of a nation and therefore like actually are like real world in nature, right? Like any fiat currency, like obviously can like, you know, go up or down based on like, you know, GDP and like the actual like economic productivity of that nation you know, to put it simply, obviously, it's not that simple. Um, and so anyways, like, we just need a lot more real world activity. Um, and therefore, real world assets, like in the ecosystem. And so any application that facilitates that, to me is like, very exciting. You know, it's definitely a lot harder to do, right? It's much easier to like, to Zaki's point, like a copy pasta DeFi situation. But I think if we want to like, do something very exciting and like meaningful, we have to get beyond that. Um, so that's personally like what, you know, my kind of passion and interest. Yeah, I think building like uh, on top of that, you know, building a lot of uh, middle layers and also um, things that can help facilitate with the uh, various types of uh, automated on-chain uh, actions and strategies. Uh, those are, you know, always really exciting and always bleeding edge. Okay. Um, I guess one of the things that I'm most excited about coming into the is that uh, all of the new features in the ABC uh, There are a lot of, I mean, these are, you know, the latest version of Cosmos SDK, seven has, has some of the features of ABC++, and, you know, the open pull request, uh, finishing that up on the Cosmos SDK would really encourage developers to check them out. Which is a very bleeding edge Like things like vote extensions um, and uh, process flaw. You know, these are the things that are enabling the next generation of Cosmos apps. And, you know, we'd like to see proposals about like, what these things can bring to the ecosystem. Awesome stuff. Awesome. So, you know, I, I really just want to thank, you know, Yelena, Zaki, and Eric for joining this conversation today. Um, again, this is the Injective Hackathon panel, The New Age of Cosmos. Uh, this is recorded. Um, again, you know, want to remind all of our listeners that we'll be hosting the intro to DeFi on, the, uh, a, on a workshop led by Albert Sean, uh, the CTO of Injective Labs, this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is about three hours from now. Um, it will be on Discord and also uploaded to YouTube. Uh, reminder to subscribe and join the Injective Hackathon to get notified on all these different types of things. Uh, you can find the Injective Hackathon calendar in the Discord and channel as well. Um, you know, with those final notes, just want to give a, a huge thank you 
again to our, our panel participants and and you know definitely stay tuned to all the incredible things that Noble is doing you know in collaboration with Injective and otherwise as well as Somalier um, and and Zaki more generally so you know with that I'm um, kind of you know closing goodbyes from everyone um, but you know just want to give a huge thanks from the uh, you know and and on behalf of the entire Injective community. Thank you so much, guys. This was awesome. And uh, good luck to all the uh, participants um, during the hackathon. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this. Awesome. Bye, guys. Have a, have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Injective Hackathon panel, The New Age of Cosmos, recorded on Thursday, April 13th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support meow. Well, we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two, help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion Terror spaces. <laughs>